Hey guys, Johnny Casino here, and if you know who I am, you know I love making podcasts. But what makes that possible? Dayspace Podcast Network. This is a network that allows a number of different podcasters to put their shows in your ears on a weekly basis. Now, we are trying to grow the network, and we need your help, listener. The first thing you can do is go on iTunes and rate whatever shows it is you listen to, and give them that five-star rating, a short little write-up, it'll take you two minutes, and it'll put our shows in more people's ears and bring more attention to the network itself. The second thing you can do is go to patreon.com slash dayspace and donate $1 a month. Now, $1 a month is like giving up, I don't know, a cup of coffee every four or five months. But what it'll do for us is allow us to keep the network going. It'll allow us to upgrade some equipment to make the quality of the shows better and potentially allow us to make more stuff that we can bring to you. So $1 a month at Patreon, five-star rating on iTunes. Help us out so we can keep bringing you the best podcast possible. And welcome to episode 15, I think it is? Yes. F- episode 15 of the Generational Gamers Podcast, a podcast where Ben shows me just how bad at video games I am. <laughs> I am your host, Johnny Casino. With me as every other episode, and hopefully every episode going forward, forever and ever, my butler and yours, Ben Butler. Hello. Do you like the intro? I did. That was try- great. You're getting better at it, man. I, I'm trying to bump you up a little bit. I'm trying <laughs> to let everyone know how amazing you are. And if you're curious... If you're curious to how amazing Ben is, at some point, you go to the Dayspace YouTube channel. There's going to be Fantastic Eats and where to find them. There are two <laughs> episodes that will have Ben in it. So if you're thinking to yourself, we keep hearing this voice. We keep hearing Ben, but we don't know who he is. We don't know what he looks like. Um, you can find it there. Yeah. So check out Fantastic Eats and where to find them. I think we actually, at one of the two that we recorded with he and I, I think is absolutely fantastic because it's something you really won't find other places. And it was, well, you'll have to wait and see how good it was. Yeah, hmm. yeah. be jealous. Yeah, not going to spoil that one. So, <laughs> Generational Gamers brought to you from Dayspace Studios. Um, as you heard, before the music started, uh, we are working on fixing up our Patreon and everything else and also hoping to get a few ratings for our different shows throughout. But if you are all interested in the Patreon in it uh, or think you might be in the future, uh, keep an eye on it. We are revamping and trying to make it, I don't know, better? Trying to add, I guess, that's probably a better way to say it. Trying to add stuff to it, more stuff for you, the listener, um, and then also what we're actually trying to accomplish with it all. So, that is that. Good. Ben. Yeah. What you been up to, Holmes? Well, man, let me tell you. (laughs) Okay. So, I've been playing some Titanfall. Yeah, you have. Yeah, pretty excited about that. Really good game uh, online. Oh, you've been playing a lot online? Yeah, man. Has it been taking place of uh, Destiny for you? Yeah, I think I've played Destiny twice this week, and both times were just because somebody messaged me like, hey, man, we could use a hand, and I hopped on, you know, did some content, and then hopped off, went back to Titanfall. So how is Titanfall online? Uh, it's good. It's fast. It's fast as hell. Okay, so let, let me see here. So you brought your Xbox over recently. Yeah. And I'm not going to dive too far into this because I actually spoke a lot about this on the other show. Oh. Um, but 
you brought it over. You showed me a level that was pretty awesome. Like the concept behind it. That was the whole oh, yeah. point of you bringing it. was a concept behind it. And it was awesome. Like it was, a, it was an amazing content. Yeah, it's really neat. Uh, if you don't listen to Sheldon Forgotten, just a little bit I'll tell you here is it's all about time travel and effectively using time travel to get past certain things. Yep. And then also in combat. Yeah. And I tried this and I did really bad. And then Ben tried it and I was like, holy crap. I, 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 you were moving so fast. I almost could not watch. It's, it's a really cool, like that level just kind of shook. Like if there was a game that was designed with that, like just based around that concept, oh man, I see that, you know, it, that might get old though. Like it, it, it might, but honestly, I mean, I just, I was for, for, for one level, I don't know. Maybe you could do a whole game. I don't know. It was, was a shorter game. Yeah. I mean, I was just kind of floored by, you know, the, like the movement mechanics of Titanfall are already good. And then adding in that extra layer, just kind of, you know, like I was, I didn't expect it. Like I expected the campaign to be, eh, you know, cause it was their first campaign. The first game didn't have one. Yeah. Uh, so I was like, oh man, you know, this could be good. You know, I wanted to see what they were going to do. And I mean, each level was unique. They had, you know, different bosses. They, I mean, there was no, like the story wasn't that driven, but the levels were really cool. So I was pretty excited about it. Yeah. Sweet. Now, the one thing I never got to see when you brought it over, and I should have asked you because I'm really curious about this, is how is it like? I, I I should have I should have had you put me in a level where I could play inside a Titan. Oh yeah, we definitely should have done that. Yeah, because I have no idea what that's like. Uh, it's good. So I mean, that's that's kind of like you know the basic concept of the game is you know, you fight probably the first I don't know three minutes of online play, uh, and then you get like this you know your Titanfall right, but you like hit the the down button on the D pad. And it shows, like, this, like, flaming meteor from the sky comes down, like, doom hits the ground, and you jump into it, and it really does, you know, of all the games, you know, I play, and there's a lot of them, it's probably one of the most, like, powerful feeling, like, concepts in video games, is, like, getting this mech, and you can, you know, if you get it before the other team gets all theirs, if you have, like, you know, five on two Titan-wise, I mean, you can just run the gamut on them, uh, but it is, like, you know almost like visceral like you know if you just see like one of the enemy guys you can run them over like just walk on them or you can punch them and you know they just like red dust it's now how what size wise of the of of the titans compared to the people uh it's probably about three times as big i'd say okay yeah so they're probably i mean you know a person six foot tall i'd say they're probably about 18 20 feet if i had to take a guess you have a lucky person six foot tall yeah i know sorry Five eleven's terrible uh, if only. Nah. Um, okay. Yeah. So the multiplayer, is it just uh, go out and beat up the other team, or are there like objectives? I, I've never... Oh, so I mean, there's different modes to it. I usually play, it's called attrition. It's like team deathmatch, but there's okay. like a little grunts and stuff running around that you can kill for like a little point. It's just like build your score up, and then when you kill the enemy pilots, it's like you get five points, vice one. And it's just time? Whoever yeah. Whoever gets the most points in time? No, there's a there's like an end goal to it. I think I want to say it's like 450 or something like that. And like Titans, if you kill somebody else's Titan, it's like 10 points. Oh, okay. So there is like a, a point scale to it. But, uh, you know, it's kind of nice. So, you know, I talk about it being really fast. But one thing I've kind of learned is, you know, initially I was trying to play like the younger kids game. So while I am really good at shooters and I am pretty fast, I'm not as fast as like a 16-year-old kid with his like you know, fast twitch, just crazy, you know, reflexes. And his Mountain Dew. And his Mountain Dew. Yeah, I gotta be jacked up on Mountain Dew, man. Uh, <laughs> man, you, you remember Mountain Dew Livewire when it, like, came out? That, like, it was, like, a gaming... 
Well, yeah, Mountain, well, Mountain Dew. Dew does a lot of stuff. Mountain Dew and Doritos, I think, do a lot of stuff with games. Yeah. I keep hearing them talk about this on other shows. Uh, yeah, I, just, I remember Livewire being like, it's gamer fuel for like Halo 2 or 3. Uh, but what I was saying was, you know, why it, it sounds kind of intimidating to get into, it is a uh, kind of a positioning game. So I've gotten into a few spots where like, you know, people don't realize I'm just, you know, I'm going to sit there and there's like choke points on maps for places where everyone kind of comes into fight and I'll just, you know, I'll get in a really good position, you know, behind some cover. And I mean, I've gone like 15, 20 deep on kill streaks, and, you know, I don't understand why you keep running in the same spot and dying. Like it, if well, it's, because it's 16 year old kids, they, they, their mind is only progressed. <laughs> like they know fast, they know jump, they know shoot, maybe yeah. even aim. They don't know tactics. Yeah. So I'm mean, just like, you know, a basic positioning game. So, I mean, that's one of the things that, you know, in destiny, it really teaches you is, you know, the level of punishment is really hard. Like if you just, you know, I call it poking. If you stick your head out once, I know where you are. If you do it again, I'm going to blow it off because I know where you are now. So, you know, don't peek twice is, you know, the thing, you know, or don't poke. <laughs> this was ever a video podcast. Like the look in Ben's eyes as he was saying, don't peek twice or I'm going to blow your head off. Like it was, it was savage. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, but so in this game, you know, like if I see someone, like I'll see them jump from like rooftop to rooftop and you can like go up. If you go behind them, you can melee them, which is real fast. Or if you hold it, you do like a really mean, like you can like snap their neck. So it doesn't give you any extra points. It doesn't do anything, but it looks really cool. And I find these kids trying to snipe all the time. And I mean, I'm really, I'm just having a great time with Titanfall. So like I'll find them like sniping, like I'll see the shot and it won't move. Those will be sitting in one spot. So like I'll go behind it, I'll snap their neck. And I'll go back down, and they'll come back to the same spot, and I'll do it again. I'm like, man, come on. I mean, the maps, they're big-ish, but they're not as big as, like, Battlefield 1 or anything. But are they bigger than, like, uh, Call of Duty? Yeah, they're bigger than Call of Duty. Just because okay. you have to have the room to kind of maneuver the Titan around. Oh, okay. Are, are, the, are the Titans very tank-like? Yeah. Uh, you know, so there's, like, in the original one, there was only three types of Titans. In this one, there's six. And there are some faster Titans that you can get where you can, like, kind of skate around and, like, there's really oh, tanky okay. ones that use, yeah. like, you know, different projectiles or, you know, just, like, sit there and take damage. I use one called the Tone, which is, like, a ranged one. And, I mean, I, I'm really good at taking it. Like, if I get my first Titan, normally I can keep it for the majority of the game. But you just, like, I poke them, like, three times. You know, I'll hit, like, long-range shots with a cannon. And then I shoot rockets over, like, the top of the map. So I'll, I'll do, like, I mean, it's really kind of, like, you know, bullshit tactics. I'll hit them three times. And then I'm like, I'll duck behind cover and I'll shoot the rockets out and they'll like go up and come around and hit them. And then like, they'll like chase me and I'll do it again. I'll hit them three times and I'll run away and I'll shoot the rockets and they'll go get them. And man, I've gotten some like real hate messages like, you know, just go fuck yourself, die, you know, all this stuff. <laughs> and I'm just sitting there, I'm like, man, you know, if this is like, if it's working, just do it back to me. But they're not. They're just getting really, really angry. and I love it. You know, hate messages just fuel my passion for online gaming. Just... Oh, God. Yeah. We, we game in such different ways. I know. <laughs> so, speaking of gaming in different ways, though, uh, I've been playing some Zelda. Oh, oh, you've been playing... Uh, Ocarina of Time. Ocarina of Time. Yep. Yeah, I just got that recently. Yep. So, uh, I'm not going to talk too much about it. We'll get into that in the future. But frust- oh, yeah, we will. Yeah, frustrating, though. Uh, I am not yes. that type of gamer. And I've been playing it with a guide. And, I mean, it's... It's very enjoyable, right? You know, I yeah. like... Yeah, I've been playing it with an Xbox controller, so I like that a little bit more than I'm sure I would have with the N64 controller, but it's been a lot of fun. 
<laughs> but I've been trying to try it the first time myself. And then if I don't figure it out, I go and get the guide off, you know. Now, now, have you been using the guide to figure out where to go to next or for the actual dungeons? Well, I've been using it for the dungeons. Oh. Uh, the, the where to go to next has been kind of like sometimes I'll lose it. Like I won't know exactly where to go. So I'm just kind of riding around in circles and I have to pull up the big map. Uh, yeah, because th- that's always been my problem with certain Zelda games. Like uh, Skyward Sword was extremely linear. Okay. Right. Um, and a lot of people had complaints about it. I like Skyward Sword a lot. Um, but extremely linear. Um, the uh, Twilight Princess was pretty linear. It wasn't that difficult to figure out where to go next. But yeah, with Ocarina of Time, the one issue I had is there was a couple times when I was like, I, I don't know where I'm going. Like, I don't know where I'm supposed to be going next. Um, but the dungeons, the dungeons I've... I I don't know. Like I never found them where they were too absurdly difficult to figure out where to go next in the dungeon. And so, it could it but it could just be that I played a lot of Zelda games before yeah. I ever played that one. I mean, I didn't play that game until a few years ago. Yeah, sometimes I think it has to do with the levels. Like there was one where I kept like trying to find out like I kept like going up and down all these levels and I couldn't figure out which level I was supposed to be on. Oh yeah. So finally I was just like screw it. I'm getting out a guide and I figured out which one I needed. To be on where the, you know, I was looking for the map and, you know, they had to find the key and all that. But, uh, yeah, so, I mean, but it's been good. Uh, a little frustrating, you know. I think I'm two-thirds of the way through it. Mm. Uh, so, I'm getting to the more frustrating parts uh, that are coming up. But I'm definitely curious to see uh, what all happens. Yeah. And, you know, we're going to be doing a Zelda episode and I don't know, two or three episodes from now? Yeah. We'll do a Zelda episode after we get our hands on Breath of the Wild for just a little bit. Just enough to to see it, feel it, and whatever else. Yeah. Um, I've actually got some Zelda stuff I need to catch. I need to go play Zelda 2 a little bit. I've never really played it. Now that I know that I have to make it through a dark cave before I get the candle, then maybe I'll play it some more and really enjoy it. Mm. Um, but I have actually... You know, and I'm only cutting you off here on what you've been playing because I've actually just for the first time beat Link to the Past. Oh man! Now I will say that it got to the point where I was kind of trying to finish it by a certain point, and so the very last castle I did use a guide to help me get through. Now I did three quarters of it without the guide, and there was just one thing that I just couldn't figure out where to go in there, which isn't normal. Like normally I can figure out what to do, and I forgot what it was now. But it was something, oh, there's a there's a walkway that you have to go across, and the walkway is uh, invisible. And you have to light a torch. But the torch, I didn't, I never saw the torch because I just wasn't looking in the right direction. Oh, it's okay. across a gap. You have to use like this thing that shoots fire out okay. to light a torch, and then you can see it and you can go. And, and had I gotten past that, I probably would have been fine. It would have taken me a little bit longer than following the guide. But, uh, but yeah, I, I understand. I mean, there's times. It depends on what you're trying to get out of it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, so I'm just trying to see it all. Uh, but yeah, besides that, um, I've been playing the Overwatch event just to kind of get some skins. You know, there's like a Chinese New Year, and it's a Capture the Flag event, so I'm playing that on computer. Uh, you have it on your computer? I do, on my work computer. Yep. Is it a new thing, or have you always had it on your computer? Uh, I mean... I did, do you have it on console? I did, and then I really didn't have anyone to play with. Oh, Okay. So I got it on my computer, and there's... Now, do you play mouse and keyboard? Yeah. 
okay, I've seen you play games a lot. I've never seen you play mouse and keyboard, probably because yeah. we're not around each other or on our computers. But is that a thing you do much? No. It, is it hard for you to go back and forth between the two? No. Uh, I mean, computer is more. Uh, so my computer is not like my. It's my work computer. My normal computer is a Mac. So my work computer is, you know, I have free reign over it, but it's uh, not as fast as I'd like it to be. But sure. I, ha- I have a, you know, a Razer mouse that, you know, has pretty good input speed. And then my keyboard's okay. But, uh, you know, Overwatch is all about, like, precision. So a lot of the characters, you know, have neat abilities. But if you really want to, like, rack up the kills, you got to be, you know, right on them. Yeah. So, with a mouse, I mean, it's nice. And, you know, same thing, like, you know, stuff I learned from Destiny, a lot of it's about positioning and just, you know, getting the other team at a disadvantage, you know, with, like, getting above them or behind them. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, the new mode is Capture the Flag. I think it's called Capture the Rooster. But it's, Makes sense because yeah. it's Chinese New Year. Yeah, You're Chinese, the rooster. You know, so, Learned that recently. Yeah, but, I mean, you know, same things before. I have a couple guys I play with. They're not on very much, so I just, yeah, I want to get the skins because I think the way they're going to do it with Overwatch is... Uh, they're not going to recycle the skin, so every year it'll be a new thing. So they're going to like force you to keep playing. Like, oh, so like, so basically, it, you get them now, or you never have a chance to get them. Yeah, and that's that's just a guess, you know, because we haven't it, gotten a full year yet. It's smart though, because it keeps people playing. Yep. And it, but it, and it doesn't like not having the skins doesn't like hurt you. It just yeah. means you don't have them. Yeah. You know, so that's it's it's a nice way to keep people playing without screwing other people. Yeah. And that's, I mean, it's kind of like World of Warcraft where, you know, I want to have them. I don't necessarily need them, but I just want, you know, somebody's like, oh, man, you know, you were here for that event. I'm like, yeah, man, look at these skins, you know. I'm old school. It's, I know. It's, it kills me. Like, it, yeah. once again, like, and that's one thing that makes doing this show so much fun for me is that, like, like there are games that we play together and we will sit down and play together whenever you come over and, and stuff like that. But, like, outside of that, boy, do we play different things. Yeah, man. <laughs> um. Yeah. Yeah, but that's uh, I think that's about it. So, oh, I took it back. Pokemon Uranium. I downloaded all the updates for that. Oh yeah. Yeah. Went back into that a little bit. Got they released two new Pokemon. So my Pokedex is as complete as it can get now. Yeah. I know. Did you finish Sun and Moon or Sun or Moon? Whichever one. You yeah, had? I finished Moon. Uh, not Pokedex wise, but I finished the story and did a couple little things of the okay the, the after effect, but. It didn't really keep my interest to get all the Pokemon. So. Okay. Um. So for me, yeah. How about you? Uh, my go-to game still for when I just want to kick back and relax and play something is still The Witness. I will like my initial plan. Like when you came with that first, I was like, okay, I'll just wait and play when you're here. That didn't work out so well. I I got addicted. It's all right. Um, gotten stuck a few times. I will say there's once that I had I I I had to. I had to look up something to get me to look in the right direction. Uh, and it did. Um, it's actually right after where you were last time you were here. Oh, okay. Uh, I would have never. Like, you have to look at the floor and find a piece of a branch that broke off. Like, I would have never thought to do that, ever. What? Yeah. Um, so, what? But, yeah, yeah, I know. Uh, but outside of that... Um, so, I've been playing that when I kick back. Uh, I've been playing a number of games for, for the other show. I played Uncharted 3 went all the way through that. If you want to hear my whole breakdown of that, listen to Shelton Forgotten, but the overall is there was way too much hand-to-hand combat in it. Oh. Um, it was fun the first couple times. There's way too much running 
like where that your goal is to either run after someone or run away from someone um and the overall story is just the same as all every other one uh-huh. or it's like i i need to i want to find something to find that i have to steal something oh someone else wants to find the same thing oh i bet oh i'm the only one smart enough to find that thing oh somehow they're also here and hiding behind a wall <laughs> oh this thing that we're, we're all looking for will end humanity i have to stop them from finding it end of story walk away with the blonde chick um, and that's like the story. That's been the story in all three, right? Okay. And I don't know if it's going to be a little bit different for at some point I'll either borrow or when I buy a PS4 one day, you know, whenever it's last gen, maybe, I don't know. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll play it. So, uh, played Uncharted 3, uh, played some other games for the show. I played, so I've been testing out some games on the 3DS that I got for Ryan that he has not touched because he's just been playing on his iPad that he got for Christmas. Yeah, I know. Super disappointing. Yep. Uh, so I played Hyrule Warriors Legends. What do you think? Uh, one, that was really difficult for me to say. Um, and I don't know why. My tongue got fat all of a sudden. Uh, you're welcome, Dave, for that clip. Um, <laughs> so so uh, I liked it. I mean, I enjoyed it. It's good, mindless fun. Like you, you Have you ever played any of the... Dynasty Warrior games. Okay, so I used to no. play those when I was... Um, God, this had been 14, 15 years ago or something like that. PS2 time period. Dynasty Warriors 4, maybe. I'm not sure. Okay. I played with a buddy of mine, Jeff. Um, and you, you just walk around and literally just annihilate groups of people that are smaller, that are, that are like less powerful than you. Okay. And then there's like bosses. And that's how this is. You walk into a room, there's all these little minions, and then there's like these different little bosses. By bosses, I mean like... Like, like mini bosses, okay. kind of. Yep. Just little guys that are slightly more powerful than everyone else, and then you'll have little tasks that happen on the map, and you have to you have an objective for the map, like get to the exit, but you have to do certain things before all the doors open that allow you to get to the exit, and then you're like, oh, here's a side thing, stop this guy from doing this, or oh, you have to protect this turtle that has a bomb on it or something, you know, different things like that. Um, but the characters are cool. It's characters from Zelda games, which are you know my favorite franchise. Um, it, it's good. It's fun. I'll I'll probably keep playing it. Uh, it. It's one of those games though, like Pokemon, where each each cartridge has one save file. Oh okay. So luckily, when Ryan does play it, he doesn't know what to do to get to the level, and he just enjoys it. So I can just keep playing it. And he can go back and pick whatever level doesn't matter. Yep. Um, so I played that. I played uh, Mario 3D Land. I don't know the 3DS one. Okay, it's okay. Nice. It's. I mean, I understand people love it. Um, I don't want to say it's just another Mario game because I think I would have enjoyed just another Mario game more. Um, it's just a. It's a 3D Mario. There's like 3D Mario 3D World, whatever the one for the Wii U is that we I played all the way through. Oh, okay. Um, so I played that some, um, played some Kirby Planet Robobot. Uh, I, I enjoy Planet Robobot. It, really? It, I mean, it's another one of those that's just kind of like mine. Like, I can only play it for so long and then I kind of get bored. Okay. Um, but the mech's kind of cool and the different powers you can get. Like, so Kirby sucks people up. Yeah. Right? Like, that's his thing. And then he gets those powers, which is kind of cool. Like, the, the, the there's a Link one that you can get. I think it is actually Link. Okay. Kind of like whenever you um like when you're playing on Smash Brothers yeah. and you suck up Link and then you have the, I think it's basically that same thing. 
Okay. Right? So you have the sword and you got the green hat. Yeah. I like that one a lot just because I like the way it works. But then whenever you hop into the mech, you can, you don't suck them up. You like scan them and it makes them go away and you get certain powers based on who you scanned. Okay. Your mech does. Um, so that was kind of cool. Like I had a good time with that. That's another one. I'll probably play all the way through it slowly over time when I have the 3DS around me. Yeah. Um, what else have I been playing? I have been playing. It's probably the most exciting thing I've been playing. Oh man, is Battlefield One. So, oh. so you brought Battlefield One over. You left it at the house for me to play through. I'm through the second vignette or whatever you want to call <laughs> it. Uh, it is nice that it's not like you don't have to go that far before you can stop and you come back in. You'll be in that same spot. Like that's kind of nice. Yeah. Uh, and also with the Xbox, if you just stop and you turn it back on and that's the last thing you played, it'll literally literally just be like you paused the game. Yeah. Um. But the first one with the tank, that was a lot of fun. Uh, and the story, though, like... like It's emotional, right? It is. It, it is. is. And, like, the, okay, so that, that opening one, I already knew what that was going to be like. I already knew yeah. it was, like, every person turns who's going to die. It's going to have their birth date, their death date. And then... And emotional. Then, yeah. But, so, but it didn't get me that much because I knew that was coming. And I knew yeah. that was the point of it. But then on the tank one, like, seeing what they went through... And being inside the tank, like, I always picture tanks. You always see tanks, right? I never, maybe I've been inside a tank once at some place. I don't know. But, like, you don't think about being inside a tank almost like it was with us being inside the submarine. I mean, this is like a whole big world inside there, you know, that everyone has to, like, do all these things to make it go and, and, and whatever. Yeah. I've sat inside Sherman's, like the World War II tanks. Yeah. At the, like, the cavalry uh, center up at Fort Knox. Okay. And a bunch of those, but I don't think there are any, like those World War One tanks. Oh, I'm sure it's a lot different. Well, I've just never seen one like in a museum. I don't know. I don't think I've ever a seen one. A lot of them one. might not have come back very good condition. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, but that was awesome. It was. And I like the way, and, and the same thing with the second one. So I played through the second one. I just finished that today. Yep. Um, and that's the flight one. And I love the flight one because my one of my favorite video games ever was called Aces Red Baron. Okay, and so Aces does a flight combat game. Um, There's like Aces over the Pacific, Aces over Europe, which is all World War Two ones that are really really great. Now these were like PC games from God, the early to mid nineties, probably early nineties. Okay, um, it was Aces Red Baron. And you flew in World War One planes, and and I'll tell you this, man. Like the, the lifespan of a World War One pilot was like, I don't know. Like they they lived to be like nineteen most of the time, and it was like I think the game actually says in there like it's like fifteen days they're expected to live from the time they start doing it, which sucks. But uh, but this is if I was back in that time period, like that's what I'd want to do. Like, and the guy says it like in the game. At one point, the guy is like, "If I'm gonna die, I'm gonna die up there." Yeah, and that's what the guy says, and that is so awesome. I mean, and it's a time. This is, I mean, this is off topic, I guess, somewhat, but who cares? So you and I both were in the Navy together. Yeah, right on the submarine. Had one scary experience ever, to my knowledge, <laughs> and I I didn't know about it till after it was all over with. Oh yeah, I think you were. Pro- I'm assuming you were the same way. The yeah. If if you're not sure what I'm talking about, we'll yeah. we can discuss later. Yeah. But, um, but outside of that, like I. It's one of those things where it's like, yeah, I'm serving my country, but I never really felt like I was doing anything. You know, I didn't really get that that sense of of this is what I'm in the military for or whatever. Um, 
But I mean, imagine like World War One, World War Two. I mean, that's yeah, sure they might not have wanted to be there, and there are people that try to get away from it and whatever else. But I mean, you had a real purpose. Like you were doing something important. Yeah. Um. So anyway, yeah. So flying the planes, I would have loved. To, I I would love to this day to to learn how to fly like a triplane. Like that would be the most amazing. And have you ever watched videos of actual World War One dogfights? Yeah. It's like a bunch of mosquitoes chasing each other. It is, and you know, of all the things I enjoyed doing in that game, I wish. You know, I don't think since I've been really into video games, there's been a good like f- like flight combat game. I remember there was one for the 360, like Tom Clancy's Hawks. I think was one, but I haven't seen a good like you know just dogfight game in a long time. But there there are some okay ones out. Are there? there? Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean you have to really search, but not not like I mean like I said the Aces series was great, but that was. A while ago. A long time ago. Yeah. But the, the dogfighting on this one's good. Yeah, and that's, you know, I wish there was like a, I don't know, like a 32-person, just, you know, everyone's in planes, in the air. Oh, that'd be amazing. I know what, I, yeah, I don't know exactly how it'd work. It'd have to be like a huge thing. You'd have to like, you know, pull maneuvers, but yeah, I think that'd be really neat. Like a neat thing. Even if they're like two persons, like if you had like a tail gunner or something, oh man, the plane would be a little slower. Yeah, I could think of a lot of different ways oh, to do it. that would be an awesome way to do Wouldn't that. It? I know. Yeah, it'd be really cool. But I, I thought about that the whole time. Like, I've played that little vignette probably three times because I was having so much fun with it. It's so good. It is. And there's like, you know, you can get better at it. Like, it gives you like a little score and stuff at the end. I don't care about scores. I, I my, my scores are always F. <laughs> I'm not kidding. <laughs> but yeah, Battlefield 1. I mean, that, I really like those vignettes. They're... So, and I learned a new word. I learned vignette. There you go. And what, what I really liked about it is, and I heard someone say that like a lot of these vignettes were teaching you how to play the game multiplayer. Like that's kind of the purpose of them. And, and maybe that's true. Like it teaches you how to drive the tank. It teaches you how to run around. It teaches you how to fly. It teaches you all these different things. But what I really liked is that, so the first one's a tank and the second one's a plane. And I don't know what the rest of them are. But with those two, you are in those things for a while, but there's also times when you have to get out and you have to go and be on foot. And so it makes you do these different things Yeah, and it kind of breaks it up. So it's not always the same thing. Now I'll tell you, there are times that I did really bad and the times that took me over and over again, there's one where you had to like go blow up these big guns before the tank could come rolling through. Yep. And I kept getting killed by the little tank. Finally, I learned if I just go over and knock out the guy who drives a little tank, I can take the little tank and go wreck shop. And so I did that. Like, I just went, I snuck up, I offed the guy that drives the little tank, the little tank pilot guy. I took his tank and just drove around and annihilated people. And I was like, oh, this is how you should do that. That's one kind of neat thing about the, you know, the online play on that. Like, in the last Battlefield, the kind of overpower thing was if you had a really good pilot, they could go ham. Like, they were just, you know... Like, could, you know, because that's how, you know, modern warfare is. You know, you can yeah. just rain hell from the skies. In this one, it's the tank, right? Like, you know, there's not a good, like, anti-tank weapon. So if you were in the tank and you were good at the tank, you were nearly unstoppable for a good, you know, five, ten minutes. I mean, it, it takes some, like, some team effort to really put it put it down. So I'm going to let this fade into my next thing I was going to tell you about. Okay. And you'll understand how they connect. I was going to tell you about this anyway, which will actually fade into something I think you want to ask me about. Okay. You brought up. So... I recently ended up in a conversation about Battlefield 1. Ooh. And the reason I did was because of my pre-ordering the Switch. Doesn't sound like there's a connection there, but I'll tell you how I got there. Okay. So on the night of the big Switch presentation, yep. I got online at Best Buy and I pre-ordered it. 
Now, people have told me, oh, watch out for Best Buy. Well, at this point, it's too late anyway, but it's going to be fine, right? It's all going to be fine. But, so they charged me for it, which is what I was fine with. I'm like, fine, I'll pay this off now. I don't have to think about it later. I don't have to worry about making sure money's in the right place and whatever else. Like a week later, the money comes back. And I'm super Ooh. confused and everything like that. And I, I finally, I look it up and they're like, no, they do this back and forth and whatever. And so what I wanted to do is like, I want to pay off all the pre-orders I can, right? So I have the Switch pre-order at Best Buy. I have uh, Pro Controller and Joy-Cons, which uh, uh, might return one of those two. Uh, pre-ordered through GameStop that all my games and everything are all pre-ordered through Amazon so I can't pre- I can't prepay for any of that stuff yeah so I call up Best Buy I'm like hey can I come and pre can I come and just pay this off and the lady's like sure so I go up there and I go to the customer service the lady puts in my number she's like I don't see anything here I'm like Whoa, wait a minute so she looks again she's like I don't see anything here she's like let's go over to this desk so she took me over to the desk for like all the online purchases like a different computer which apparently it was in that computer okay yeah yeah, yeah oh no 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 this this conversation would have started out with a way more bitter tone and you would have heard about it before this time it's true had, had, had there been an issue with my pre-order no 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 so I'm like hey like can I can I pay for it now and she's like, well, I don't, I see, I don't see that it's not paid for. I'm like, what do you mean? And I'm like, I looked in my bank and like the initial transaction and the return money transaction just don't exist. And that never happens. Like you always like see it and then you see a refund. Yeah. It just doesn't exist. Um, so you're getting a free switch. No, um. God, no, no. So I called the, so I, I'm like, okay, well I can't do anything. So I, I, I come back home. Well, it was nice. It was a nice day. I was on the motorcycle. I was happy. I was out riding. So I get home, so I call the bank, and the bank's like, there's, there's nothing There's nothing here. It's like, whatever happened just doesn't ever happen. I'm like, what is going on? So I call Best Buy. Like, I call, like, the help desk Best Buy thing, okay. and I get this guy, and I'm asking him about it. So he kind of explains it to me. He's like, so this is what happens. When you pre-order something, they put a hold on that money to verify that, yes, this is a valid credit card, a valid form of payment. But then, because they don't want to, like, screw up your money they take that hold off and you can't just pay it for, you can't just pay for it which i mean it's fine i don't need to right i yep. would prefer to but i don't need to um so the guy's talking about how you know he's done this one time he's like i did it whenever i pre-ordered battlefield 1 and i'm like oh i'm playing battlefield 1 right this second while i'm talking to you <laughs> that's interesting well that's where i done messed up because he spent the next 15 minutes talking to me about Battlefield 1 and talking to me about all these different things. And, and I mean, I'm sure the guy's bored at work. And yeah. I'm sorry, right? But you're at work. You're at work. Like, you have someone else calling you with a different question, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, hang up with me because you've helped me and I appreciate it. And go on to someone else. But this guy, was he was dull. And, and I'm just like, uh-huh. Yep. I'm like looking at the door, like hoping Amy will walk in any minute. So I have an excuse to yell, Hey, I'm getting, I thought about hanging up. But I'm like, well, that's, I mean, God, this guy obviously has it rough right now mentally. Yeah. Like, I don't want to like throw, I don't want to like <laughs> hear about him offing himself because I hung up on him. Oh man. It turns out he listened to the podcast. Yeah. That would be bizarre. Uh, maybe he'd be excited. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, so my pre-order is fine. Uh, I, I did pay off my stuff at GameStop. Um, I'll have to figure out whenever I might, I might wait until you come over that day, which by the way, I mean, you need to come over at like 10 o'clock in the morning. Done. Um, to to help me figure out if, if these joy cons are going to be enough where I don't need to get a pro controller because that's a better overall deal. Yeah. So 
Yeah, that was frustrating and bizarre, but that was that was it. Now, you earlier you said you had a question or something about the Switch that you were you wanted to ask me about. Yeah, man. So I listen to you know quite a few podcasts. Yeah, man. I talk to a lot of people. Sure. So it seems like you know Nintendo fans. So I don't ask a lot of Xbox, right? I understand their exclusives. I don't get. You know, I like to play Uncharted. I don't have it. You know, there's a couple other things I'd like to play. Neo, I think, is a new one coming out. I'd like to play it. I don't think it's coming to Xbox. No, it's, I think it's a PlayStation thing. Yep, but for some reason, every time I turn on a podcast for like the past two weeks, I'm getting a lot of salt from a lot of old Nintendo fans, and they think they're entitled to it. Like, now, I'm okay. a Nintendo fan. Okay, now, hold on a second. Yep. No, I, I need some context here. Okay. What podcast are we talking about? Like, are we talking I mean, like big name podcasts? Yeah, like, like big name podcasts? Like IGN? Yeah, even like, you know, even Dave was upset about it. You know, I was oh, like, yeah, yeah, no, no, I'll get yeah. it. Yeah. So, I mean, oh, but, yeah, yeah, Dave, Dave, you know, Dave, Dave's gone on this like weird like roller coaster. I think he's less upset now. Yeah, so this is kind of what I was going to bring it up to you. So, I'm not a Nintendo fan. Okay. But I am, you know, by all means, I'm an Xbox fanboy. You know, I've, sure. I've owned all their systems. I tried PS4, didn't like it. Uh, because you couldn't handle the awesomeness of the controller? <sighs> yeah, that, that, was, <laughs> that was the reason. Uh, yeah, but there's been a ton of like just, I'm not going to say bad news bears, but like Debbie Downers. About the Switch? About the Switch. And I don't get like, I understand you like a lot of people have liked Nintendo for a long time. I know people have grown up with it, but. Why are so, okay, so is your question, why are people fans of Nintendo dogging on it so much? Yeah, like, well, what gives you the right to do it? Like, well, I mean, okay, so first of all, you got to realize that, like, the, the thing that gives someone the right is just being human and being well, a video game fan. Like, that's all it takes. But here's the thing, and this, and this actually, this actually, because I've seen both sides of this. Yep. Okay, so the Nintendo Switch is coming out. Everyone knows it's coming out, right? Yep. They, they do that initial three-minute thing, and we're all like, oh, my God, this is exactly what we've been hoping for. Okay. Um, and then they do the big event, and... I mean, if you ever listened to like the reaction video we did, I did. You can hear us go from like excited to quieter, I guess, because the the issue is one: the way the event was done was not, was, first of all, was definitely not done for American fans. Like it was not done for us. Uh, it maybe it was done for Japanese people. Maybe it was done for Japanese business people. I don't know. Like I don't. Okay. I can't. I can't say for sure what who they were trying to appease in that in that presentation. I don't know. Now, the complaint that people have is the game lineup. Now, I don't personally get it, but I am like, okay, when I joined the Navy, and I actually thought about this recently. When I joined okay. the Navy, I walked in the recruiter's office, and I was a recruiter's dream. I had the scores. I didn't have the issues. You could literally take me and just throw me in, and I was ready to go, right? And like, I, I was like the, the easiest person you could ever put in the military. It, the only exception was they had to get my dad's signature because okay. I was 17. This is kind of the same way and when it comes to this Nintendo console. Because for me, this is exactly what I need. I play a lot not in front of my TV and also not inside my house because of work or travel or whatever, right? Yeah. I need something I can take with me and play the big game. Because as much as I love the 3DS, it's and it's got some really great games. It doesn't have some of the bigger games I want, you know? Um, and I can take I take consoles with me. 
but then you have to take all the stuff with them and you have to plug them into a TV screen somewhere and whatever else. And it's just kind of a pain to be able to take this one thing with me and either play it handheld or what I'll probably do is play it on desktop mode yeah. or tabletop mode, they call it, uh, which I actually bought a stand that'll help me do that. I don't know if you've seen this. The uh, power plug in is on the bottom. Which makes sense. I've, I've talked to someone else about this. I, I don't know of another way they could have done it. Yeah, we did talk about this. Yeah, so I bought this stand that it goes up on that raises it up a little bit that you can plug it in. Yep. Right. I love the games. I love Nintendo. Um, I have plenty of other stuff I'm also trying to get through that I don't need a thousand games at launch. Yep. So I'm set. Like, I'm going to get Breath of the Wild, which I hope to stretch out over six months or more because it's so big. I just, I just want to... I want to enjoy it. I don't want to stress my way through it. I just want to enjoy it. Okay. I've got Bomberman R coming, which I'll probably play some one player, but I'll probably play a lot of it two player when you're over. Or you might, I think you can play it online too. So I'll probably oh, play it with cool. Dave some. Um, and then I want to say in April comes Mario Kart um, 8 Deluxe, which people are going to hate on it because it, it is. It is basically Game of the Year edition plus Battle Mode. But I'll take it with me when I'm traveling, and it'll be my palate cleanser for I need something to just do, and I'll and you know I'll start with 50 cc, and my goal is to work all the way through and beat every single race all the way up through 200 cc. Which if you've never you never played 200 cc, oh, holy crap, dude! We'll have to do that sometime. It's insane. All right. Um. The but the problem people have is they're okay. So Sean Capri, okay. Um, He's probably the one that, like, when it comes to feelings on it, probably the one I respect the most because he is a huge Nintendo fan, and he's not dogging the system, but he just he lost his excitement during the thing. And the issue is not, do I ever want this? It's, do I want this day one? Yeah. Because the the only huge thing coming out day one is, Bre- is Zelda Breath of the Wild. Yeah. Of which you can play on another system. Um. Outside of that, I mean, it's not until maybe Splatoon 2, if you're a Splatoon fan, which is going to be summertime, I think. Um, or even a lot of people are talking about holiday season, because that's when the new Mario game comes out. Yep. So there's just not... You now, granted, like it, more and more is coming out on what's coming out on this thing as far as games. Um, I think there's over 100 games set to come out over the next year, year and a half. Um, some of them are indie games. Some are bigger indie games. But I don't know. It, it's It's... I think the biggest thing is that the the conference itself was poorly done. Like there was people that came out and was like, I we've seen that this is an easy thing to make games for, so we will. And that was it. Like the Sega guy, I think it is. Okay. By the way, I did not know this about that guy. So the guy that came out, did you watch the event? No. Okay. Just... Yakuza, the Yakuza games. Okay. Which yeah. are Sega made. Apparently, this is what I've heard, and I might be mixing up a whole lot of stuff. But apparently, like this guy, like they made the Yakuza game, and then afterwards, the dude got weird and started getting like Yakuza tattoos and stuff. Like he came out in like a suit and these like black shades and acting all. Oh, dude, it was bizarre. Okay, bizarre. But yeah, he basically came out and and also apparently like the translators. I yep. think they had some sort of a script, and this dude was just saying stuff that just did not translate well. Oh, um. Which, I mean, to me, I don't care. And, and yeah. like, I don't care about most of this stuff. But, um, yeah, he came out and did that. And then the, then the the EA guy, uh, yeah, yeah, EA, comes out and is like, we're bringing our biggest franchise, soccer. 
I mean, he said FIFA, which I understand, but yeah. like for us here and the people that you're listening to are Americans or maybe Canadians also, depending, yeah. right? And it just, it, what was put out was not appealing. Well, I mean, I guess the, the thing is, so, you know, coming from just, you know, like what I want for Xbox, I want to be the, the dominant system. I'm never going to try to talk someone away or dog them for putting out a new product or trying something new, right? And I think the Switch is... Like, a, it is a new product. They're trying something new. And, yeah, you know, I think they're pushing a little bit. Maybe they couldn't hold Breath of the Wild anymore, whatever. And I know this is kind of, you know, not generational, but... Whatever. Yeah, you know, as you know, these longtime Nintendo fans who are like, oh, man, I own the SNES or the NES, and, you know, you know I am, you know, this, like, you know, have this whole heritage from Nintendo. But every time I listen to them, I'm like, you know, fuck Nintendo. You know, all your, you know, fans are just salty, like... But in, it's not all, and I think it's, it's kind of a conversation I've been having with some few people with with a lot of the political stuff that's going on right now. Is you keep hearing these things, and it's it's the vocal minority, I think, is what you hear a lot. Yep. Um, I don't know, man. It 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 people have expectations, and here's the thing: is people have expectations, and, and you heard this going into it. And you know, man, this better be a PS4 killer. This better be an Xbox killer. It's not going to be, and nor do I want it to be. I mean, sure, if if it had. The graphical capabilities of the PS4 Pro, great. But I don't care. Now, let me ask you this. this, this You'd be a good person to pose this question to. Okay. I, I was talking to Dave about this. Okay, so the Switch is coming out, and I am excited. Like, I am excited. And to know, like, waiting for that conference, telling what it's going to do, how it's going to work, all that stuff. Like, I was stoked to yeah. find out more about it because... I mean, I'm excited because the game's coming out, too, but also because of the hardware. Right yeah. now, when a new Xbox comes out, when a new PlayStation comes out, right, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a square or rectangular box, yeah, with a controller that's gonna be mostly similar, but it's gonna be higher graphics. Like that's really what's gonna make the difference between the next this Xbox and the next Xbox, this PlayStation, the next PlayStation. Do you get that sense of excitement ever when they're putting out a new system? Yeah. Why? Well, I don't get it. So. I mean, I get excited because, you know, the brand I love, and I mean, you know, if we ever get famous enough where we, like, where we do pledge drives, I will pledge to get an Xbox tattoo if somebody donates, like, you know, whatever amount of money. I am. You could just go get one. Yeah, but, you know. There, I'll get my little Switch tattoo. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, so I am, you know, I am an Xbox fan. I like, you know, I like Microsoft, not their computers, but their product. And I really think they're, you know, their new lead, I think it's Phil Spencer, yeah, is uh you know in Phil we trust he's bringing it back for the gamers you know he's you know trying to bring it back to like that Xbox 360 era of you know Xbox greatness uh, they're trying to recapture now whether they'll get there or not I don't know but I am excited that the brand is moving forward I think Scorpio you know cool code name you know I like the fact they're trying to you know push as much of the boundary as they can with like you know graphical software giving all these and I mean, mainly it's just, you know, giving developers, you know, the ability to make these games gorgeous. And if they make, you know, great games and they're for Scorpio exclusively, that's great. If they're, you know, across both platforms, even better, you know, because then they'll get more money. They can make more great games, you know, like Rockstar. Uh, but I'm excited that they're moving forward. They're pushing the boundary and they're not just, they're not happy where they're at, which part of me thinks that that's where Nintendo was with the Wii and that's why they... They're like, oh, let's try to you know keep this Wii name going. Okay, but when a new system's coming out, yep, 
let's say they the Scorpio. Yeah, we'll, we'll say the Scorpio. Right, okay. that's a good example. That's coming out soon, uh, or it's going to be fully announced. What June E three? Probably E three. I, I think that's what the, the people are saying. Yeah, we'll find. Um, are you excited about what it is, or just about the fact that there's going to be higher res games? Well, I mean, kind of both. You know, I'm excited that Microsoft as a brand is moving forward. They are pushing it, and even better, they're now offset a year. Like the PS4 Pro, I don't think did all that well. No, from everything I hear, is it just it's just a thing? Yeah, it's just a thing. And you know, I think part of it was they were trying to push TVs. I've heard that theory thrown around. I think that you know, Sony is you know mostly based in gaming like that's a big profit margin for them is you know the playstation so maybe they're trying to push tvs with that but i don't think microsoft has anything to gain except trying to get developers to come back to microsoft yeah you know because all the i think all the exclusives they get are microsoft studios pretty much so you know i'm just excited they're moving forward and i mean if the scorpio is not my cup of tea you know if it's just you know a graphics upgrade and I can play all my games now on it and it doesn't seem like it's worth it. You know, I'm not going to complain. I'm going to let the people who are going to support that support it. And I'm not going to try to say, you know, dissuade anyone, you know, yeah, yeah. and go out and buy it, you know, give Microsoft your money so they can keep going forward. You know, cause you know, that's you know, the brand I like, you know, just like I like Toyota cars. Yeah. You know, I won't talk anyone out of it, you know, but, you know, for all I know, Scorpio could just be, you know, an expensive box of better graphics and maybe I won't need it. But, you know, like with Nintendo, I think, you know, they're going forward, they're pushing forward. And, you know, if somebody doesn't want to buy it on day one, you know, that's okay. But, I mean, it really... Well, I mean, they sold... Now, granted, earlier today I saw that Best Buy actually had pre-orders available again. Really? Yeah. Came out of nowhere. Huh. I was going to yell that out to you just on the off chance that you wanted to drop some money for no reason. Um, but you and Amy were talking at the time. Huh. Uh, so, but, I mean, they're going to sell. They're going to sell their two million that they're going to have day one. I think it's two million that they're going to have. Okay, they're going to sell that. Like that's that's not a, that's not a big thing. But like for me, like it, like the big difference for me and what I don't understand, and, and I never will. Like I just I just okay. won't. Right. I'm not knocking you for having that way. I just I just don't get it. But like, I guess I'm excited for new games coming out. I'm excited for something that's like, oh, this thing will now do this. Like, VR was exciting because it was something new. Yeah. It wasn't just look nicer or faster or more frame rates because I don't notice that stuff most of the time. Like, I can play a PS3 game and be like, yeah, that's gorgeous, right? Um, and frame rate, people are like, oh, man, that frame rate's choppy. And I'm just like, unless it drops to like three frames a second, I <laughs> will not notice. Um, but but when I'm like with the, with the Switch coming out, it's like this is something different and i won't use it for everything that it's there for like i like the hd rumble i'm super excited to know more about it to feel how it works but i'm not going to buy one two switch unless i can get it dog cheap yeah and so i won't know a lot i won't feel a lot of that stuff but the fact that it's like look at all these crazy things that's what i love like that's why it's like oh it's so exciting it's so exciting otherwise it's like it's like yes i'm excited for the new xbox so that i can play such and such game but that's about it. So. Gotcha. All right. So this is the longest. Let's talk about whatever's going on before we, we've done it. If we ever, ever have. So I don't know how long the rest of our, our actual plan topic is going to last. So we'll have to see. All right. So 
I think you are actually the one that brought this up, this idea up to do this. Um, and you will hear possibly some clanking around during the rest of the episode and us going closer and further from our mics because today's episode is about controllers Ooh. and to make a good controller. Now, this is one that I, I kind of wish we had um, video of just because that way we'd be able to show them. But I have a plethora of controllers sitting out of my bed right behind us because um, that's right. We do this podcast from sitting in a bed. Just kidding. We're sitting next to a bed. Um and we got some other ones that we don't have pulled up on the computer to talk about them. Um, but just kind of talk about how controllers have changed, how they feel, how it is going back to them, stuff like that. Now, have you ever played an Atari? No. Okay. I want to start there for just a split second. Okay. I don't want to harp on it too long. So the, there's two different controllers I ever played with an Atari. There was one, it was like um, an o, or it was like a, either a rectangle or maybe even... It might have been bulged out some. It might have been more like a casket shape. I don't remember for sure. Okay. But it had a knob on top and a button on the side. Okay. And you play games like Pong with this because oh, okay. you like only needed to go knob. up and down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like a circular knob that you just rotate right or left. Um, so I played some games like that. And I think I need to get an Atari at some point. I... I that's more a history than gaming. Like, there's a, yeah, there's a few games I want to play. I just think it's cool. Like, I think it's one of those things would be cool to have. It would be. You'd have to put um, it in like a glass box. You don't want anyone messing with it. That's true. Yeah. Uh, but the other controller that I've that I've played an Atari with, because my dad had an Atari when I was a kid, and it was like it was a joystick with one button on top, and that was it. Or maybe the button was on the side. I don't remember. Actually, I think the button was on the side. So you hold in your hand. You had a button by your left thumb, and you do the joystick with your right hand. We played a basketball game with this. Uh, I don't know what the name of the basketball game was. It was probably called Basketball. Uh, and it was two on two. And oh, we'd wow. play on the same team. And we'd and you had one button. Now, mind you, one button and okay. a joystick. So we'd run down the we'd run down the court. And we said field. Shows what I know about basketball. Yep. You run down the court and you'd hit the button and you'd shoot. And then you'd run back and you go back and forth. Well, after playing this for like a few months, maybe even a year, I don't remember. Okay. One day. He and I are playing, and it, granted, I'm like eight or nine years old at this point. I think I probably, I might have had an NES finally by this point at home. My parents, you know, they obviously didn't live together. Um, and so we must have both hit the button at the same time, and it passed the ball. And it was like, <laughs> oh, this is how that works. Because my dad's like, I had no idea. He's like, I, it's like, I didn't know you were supposed to pass the ball. <laughs> So, so you could see like the disadvantages in a controller that had one button. Yeah. Okay. So then Atari kills video games forever until the year 1985 ish. Right. And the NES comes out. So I have with me and I'll let you kind of fumble with this. So this is my NES controller. Now it's from the NES mini classic, super mini tiny classic edition XL. Um, Yeah. This, this, (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's insulting. It's it's undercompensating for something. Um, but okay, so when I bought when I bought the NES Mini Classic, I don't have an NES. I will own one with a handful of games. I don't need a lot. Um, I was wondering like how I'd heard people like, oh, that controller's not gonna be good anymore. Whatever. How do you feel like holding it right now? You played it just a little bit. Yeah. How do you feel like going back to that controller now? It's fine. It is, isn't it? Yeah. It feels good. Like, the controller itself legitimately feels nice still. 
and it has everything you need. You can go up, you can go down, you can go left, you can go right, you can A and you can B. That's it. And what more do you need? You don't need triggers. I mean, you get them eventually, but now this controller, I, I want to say it was revolutionary at the time. Um, I want to say they had the D, like that D-pad was patented up until a certain point where you could not have a D-pad just like that. Really? Yeah, that's why, I, I want to say that's why like PlayStation and stuff like that had the split D-pad. Oh. I, I want to say it was due to Nintendo. No, but I'm looking at some of these other controllers. Yep. We have the Sega stuff pulled up and they have other ones, but theirs are slightly different. Like, it's a circle yeah. with the D-pad on So maybe that's a difference. Like, I don't know. Okay. All right. Um, so the NES controller, I absolutely love it. I think it feels good. I think the size is nice. Uh, the, the edges are a little squared off, but that doesn't really give me problems. Um, and I absolutely love Nintendo. So, I mean, <laughs> whatever. Um, okay. So at some point... And, and, okay, the one thing that we're going to be a little bit... And, and people can rag on us later for this is our knowledge of Sega... I have almost none, and Ben didn't know Sega existed as a uh, as a company that actually makes hardware. Um, <laughs> um, but I'm looking here, so there's a couple controllers here that look important. Um, there's that one on the left up there. So you got the Sega Genesis on the right. Uh, obviously, the right and left mean something to the listeners, but to what we're looking at, and the one on the left, the one on the left. On the left, I'm trying to see what it is. It actually says. Let me see if I can click on this picture here. It's it like helps. Commodore HD. Maybe the new. Okay, that's a Sega Master System controller. So the oh, Sega okay. Master System, I want to say was like their NES. Okay. Um, like I said, someone out there's probably screaming at me because they actually had one of these. I don't know that it came out in the U.S. Yeah. Well, if that you, was. If you know a lot about Sega and ever want to chime in, feel free to let us know. We yeah. would love to have somebody who knows a lot about Sega come in and talk about it. Yeah, a, a, another person that I can talk to having on the show at some times um, knows more about Sega, but he never came on the show. Eh, um, but it looks like the NES one. Now, next to that is the Genesis. So, Isaac who did our, our cover art for the show, yeah. he had a Genesis. He had the Genesis. He also might have had an NES. Um, we had an NES. Um, the Genesis, they upped the game. Yeah. They had three buttons. And unlike now, where it's A, B, X, and Y, or whatever, which I cannot tell you <laughs> exactly. I'm sure there's some reason for that. They had A, B, and C. Ooh. Yes. Um, so the Genesis... Um, more rounded, more ergonomical looking, but who cares, right? Because it's Sega. <laughs> so let's move on. Okay. I'm going to unwrap this here. These controllers have been wrapped this way since like 1991. That's crazy. I look at the cord. So <laughs> what I'm doing is I'm unwrapping my uh, Super Nintendo controller, and this is the one from when I was a kid. I, I, I don't know, six, eight months ago, something like that, stole it from my parents' house because no one was playing it. Um... Whenever the Super Nintendo controller came out, uh, and this might be one of my favorite controllers ever. Okay. Because it, and I'm going to hand it over to you once I finally stop gawking over it. <laughs> um, you've got A, B, X, and Y, right? So you got the four buttons. You have your triggers. Uh, if you can tell, like, one of the triggers is a little, like, the trigger itself, because the, the part of the button on the trigger is the outside. Okay. And it's this inside part that, like, there might be, like, a little lever point or something that. Yeah, been pushing on it. I mean, yeah, since I was. Yeah. 10 years old. <laughs> Um, but you, you can see it's, it's such a, it's such a great, it's so comfortable. Um, have you seen the super Famicom ones? 
I don't think so. We got screwed. The Super Famicom had better colors. Really? Yeah. Um, ooh, I might pull that up while we're talking here. But what do you? Why before I walk away from my mouse or the the mic too much? What are your thoughts? Just feeling that, not growing up with it, trying to go back to it. You haven't really played too many Super Nintendo games, I understand. Yep. But what what are your your feelings? Well, A and B are in the wrong space. That's just uh, for for Xbox, you know, it's A B X Y. So Y is on top, X is on the left, and the A B and Switch are switched too. So that kind of befuddles me. But you know, left and right are good. I I think there's a really I mean, I think Nintendo learned a lot from the NES. And, I mean, the rounded edges are really nice. Like, it feels better just to hold. And, I mean, I really like, like, the rounded edges with the triggers. And I, you're right. The buttons are on the outside, which kind of, like, I guess as a kid would probably work better. But with my long fingers, I feel like they wrap too much. Well, but when you do it, and I'm watching how you're doing this, you're you're curling your fingers up. So, you're like, you if you lay it across, like, flat on it. Yep. But you are curling it up. And it's probably just because of the way you're used to playing other, yeah. other things. <laughs> right when because when I play when I when I when I play this like I just I just rest your hands on it yep. just rest your fingers and you just go to town you for the listener there you know little <laughs> little little bonus content sound effects you're right this wow that yeah, is yeah so that's a super famicon so I pulled the super famicon picture it looks almost exactly the same but the big difference is that it's got yellow red green and blue buttons compared to this like purple and lighter purple yeah yeah y'all got shafted yeah no the 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 Famicom and the Super Famicom are really cool. Like I I want, if I can find it for the right price, I want a Famicom Mini, just to put on a shelf. I'll probably never play it because I, one I don't know if you have to have a special TV. Can I don't know. Okay. Uh, it's also everything's in Japanese, which I don't speak. Yeah, um, true. But it's so cool looking. It's so cool looking. Um, so that's that's this that's the the Super Nintendo, which like I said might be. Might be one of my favorite controllers ever. I absolutely love the Super Nintendo controller. Um, so at the time, I'm gonna ask you this. Okay. Did it like you played NES right yeah. back in the day? Yeah. Did it mess with people having the triggers? Like, did that add a lot? Are the the four buttons like were they used a lot in all the games? Like, were they? Yeah. They were well utilized. Okay. I, oh, sorry. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I'm I'm trying to think back about specific ones, um, but. Yeah, I mean, so the last thing I played on the Super Nintendo, and I was playing oh, actually on the Super Nintendo, was Link to the Past. Okay. And it would use, like, like one button was for the maps. I don't think the triggers were used at all on that. Uh, Star Fox, the original Star Fox, used the triggers okay. that would turn you sideways. Oh, that's kind of then cool. And then you, yeah. I think you double tap them, it'd make you spin. And then, um, yeah, there you go. And then your, your A, B, X, and Y, depending on what arrangement you chose... Would be your accelerate, decelerate, or uh, boost, break, um, your gun, and your bombs. So okay. yeah, th- there was definitely. There, now, granted, there are definitely games that don't use all the stuff for it, um, but there's a lot that do. There's enough that do. And what I need to do is, I at some point I need to pick up the original Mario Kart, and I bet that uses them quite a bit. Because really? if you think about a Mario Kart game and what you you need a break, you need a gas, you need a button to throw, and then you need to have like a like a jump slash uh, drift button. Yep. I'm pretty sure all those were there. Now, the first Mario Kart, I know we did this episode, was for the Super NES? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so, and I I would assume that it would use them all. Um, but also, like, since this controller, 
the only thing that's really been added to most mainstream controllers is a second set of triggers. I mean, think about, think about, well, I mean, and not, not counting the thumbsticks, not counting the, yeah. but I mean, like you have the directions, you have your four buttons and you have the triggers. And so basically you almost have everything you need to play most games. Now playing a, a game, you want to use the, 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 the sticks, right? That's a different story, obviously. But as far as buttons go, um, and I think it, it just feels nice. Like it, it, it's rounded off. It just fits in your hand nicely. I, I absolutely love that controller. That's one thing, you know, Nintendo definitely had these like proportions, right? Yeah. And I mean, I think some of that came from them. They were designing it for a younger audience, but they were just big enough where I think that they were, you know, they fit really well. Even, you know, in adult hands, they were. Oh, yeah. Were yeah, it d- definitely. I don't know. I love it. I love my Super Nintendo. <laughs> I need to get more games for it. Okay. Now, what, here's what I want to do. Okay. Just to get it out of the way. I want to go through some of these other Sega ones. I don't know where they fit in with all the other consoles, but I know we're getting up close to some of the other ones. All right. Now, there are... Let's see. So, here, here's the Saturn. Here's the Dreamcast. Um, Man. What do you think, Holmes? I mean, that look at that Saturn one. Okay, so so for those of you who have never looked at a Saturn controller, and I don't know this is every Saturn controller, I assume it was, it looks like it could open up and put a CD inside. Yeah, it really does. Yeah, it's it's. It, I mean, I don't know size-wise, but it's round. Uh, you got your thumbstick, sure. Um, you got your, your D-pad. Uh, and then you have your six buttons, which is something that the Sega controllers went to after the original Genesis. They went to where they had the six buttons. Uh, which I think people liked a lot more for um, like fighting games. Oh, okay. You'd have your your like three levels of punches and your three levels of kicks. Whereas with like the Super Nintendo, you had to have B, A, and R, and X, Y, and, and L. Okay. Um, with the Genesis ones, it was all right there. I think it was maybe more uh, more like the arcade. Okay. Yep. Um, but then you like I said you get to that Saturn controller. And if you, like I said, if you have not seen this, you've got to look this picture up. The Sega Saturn controller is just ridiculous. Like, I don't know what they were thinking. Yeah, I'd be really curious to know how the, like, even, like, the stick or those, like, inside buttons. Like, I think I'd have to, like, stretch my hand to get it in there. Maybe. Yeah. And and then you got over there, <laughs> you got the Dreamcast. Yeah. Uh, and I, I want to see maybe it's a memory card slot or something that goes in that top part. I don't know. Like, I, I mean, I, I'm going to sound ignorant right here and someone's going to think I'm stupid. That's fine. I don't know. I never played the Dreamcast. I know there's a slot at the top that something sticks in it and there's a little screen. Really? And I don't think it's for a Tamagotchi. Wow. <laughs> Someone out there is like, what's a Tamagotchi? Probably. Yeah. Uh, I mean, those controllers, you know, the Dreamcast controller kind of reminds me of an original Xbox One. It, well, you can definitely see where it's going. Yeah, I can. I'm kind of curious where they're... I mean, so they went to the four there. I'd yep. like to know if they were, like, shoulder buttons. Because I, I wouldn't exactly call them triggers until you get to the Xbox, because that was the the real one you had triggers. I know probably people with uh, PlayStations would say they were they had triggers, but nah, man, those were, those were shoulder buttons. Well, okay, we're going to get into that. In a minute, that because I have a question. So here's a picture. We're gonna fight this war. Of what happens when you turn the Dreamcast on and that little thing that goes in there. Oh, that's super cool. What is that? I don't know. I don't know anything about the Dreamcast. Well, for us showing our ignorance, this is 
What this is like this makes for terrible podcasting, by the way. Uh, hey, man, we're not perfect. No, but I mean, I look, you got triggers. You got full yeah, lot of triggers, okay. like real triggers. Go and you can't it. argue that those aren't triggers. No, those are definitely. I, I stand corrected. Those are triggers. What is that? No, we're not going to go there. This is like a Dreamcast controller that I, I don't even know how to describe this thing to you. Yeah. Um,. I don't know. Like, there's that part of me that kind of like wants to have a little of everything and wants to own a Dreamcast and a Sega and all that stuff. I mean, and in time, maybe I will. Like, I, I might just get to the point where like, oh, I need the next system. I better go buy something, and I'll pick up some of these old ones. But yeah, it's it's uh it's definitely these uh like a memory card goes in there. Yep, they're pretty cool. That's, I'd never seen them before, but let's take you to the retro game store and we'll take a look at them. Done. They have them there. Ah, the Tamagotchi. All right, let's okay. So let's get on to stuff we can actually touch and stuff we know a little bit more about and are not quite so ignorant about. Okay, so after the Super Nintendo, the next system I believe that came out was the the, the PlayStation, the original PlayStation. Okay. Now the original PlayStation, which I sadly do not have a controller for, here. I thought you had an original PlayStation. Uh, I can play PS One games. Oh, okay. That on the good. on the and I was looking through my PlayStation Two and and seeing if I had one, but I don't. I don't have an original PlayStation. But the original PlayStation controller did not have the analog sticks. Yep. Um, it just had the D-pad, the circle, square, triangle, X. X. They really screwed stuff up when they went PlayStation, didn't they? Like, <laughs> they, they could not even... Like, it, it, it's messed up that that Xbox and, and Nintendo have it backwards from each other. Like, it screws with me hardcore because I play both those systems on a regular basis. Um, but, like... They really went off the rails when it came to PlayStation. Still do. Terrible. I mean, the controllers are amazing. They just messed up the way it was on uh, there. So, yes. But they had the shoulder buttons. Yep. Now, they did they just have the one or they had the two? I think it was just one there. I think the two came with PlayStation 2. But that's, that's a guess. I, PlayStation 1 is hazy memories for me. Yeah, I mean, that's a good way to put it. Hazy. Hazy. Hazy memories. we got some pictures here. So, at some point, the PlayStation 1 did have the dual stick. Oh. But not a new... Look at that one. That looks like a freaking boomerang. It's definitely a, a third part. Oh, oh yeah, so it did have the two... No, that's the... Yeah. Yeah, it did have the two the two triggers. Interesting. Um, I, I cannot tell you what they were used for. Um, I... Uh, I I, mean, I played it a lot, um. But remember, there was only the two. You could only have two player on that, couldn't you? Yeah. What was the first system to have the four player? Could you do it with the original Xbox, or that was that, was that just two? You, you can do it with the original Xbox. Okay, that must have been the first one then. Yeah. Oh well, I, I want to say. Oh no no sorry sorry the the N sixty four had four and yeah. I want to say that there was an adapter for either NES or Super NES so you could do four player really? you'd have an adapter yeah I wonder what games they were oh god don't ask here's an adapter here for the original PlayStation for four player oh that's cool yeah look at that weird yeah all right so now that we're just looking at stuff and not <laughs> yeah bad podcasting come on host get <laughs> bad after podcasting. it podcasting. So the N64. Oh, yeah. So the N64 comes next. So I actually have an N64, and this is the actual N64 controller, not a knockoff N64 controller like my other one, which, I mean, personally, at, at this point, I don't care okay. if it's a, if it's a, an actual one or a brand-new knockoff one. Um, 
the the this one is a squeakier little joystick. It's still stiff, which yep. is still a good it's still a good one. The here's the biggest thing. And I actually put a shout out or a, a question out on uh, Shelton Forgotten for anyone that can tell me how to fix this. Is I need something to make my thumb stick to the joystick better, so that it's easier for me to go partway. Yep. In the movement without it like slipping off and getting tired. Um, so this one with when the Ken N64, you had your L and R, right? Which is carryover from the, the Super Nintendo. They gave you Z, uh, which which for a for the time, a a FPS or any kind of shooting game, that Z was awesome. Because I mean, that's what you'd use. Um, and most people never even held it the other way. But I found out there's a number of games that actually require that. Totally like this. That hold, yeah, like that, where you're holding the D-pad. Um, and I can't think of what it is now, if it was like Blitz or something like that, or some other game I was playing not too long ago. Um, but then you also have, you also have your, what are they called, the yellow buttons? What are they called, the C buttons? I think so, yeah. Because it's the C stick now is what's on the GameCube. Game yeah. yeah. So going back... How do you feel about that controller going back? Like, going back, trying to play old N64 games. So, I mean, we played GoldenEye. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, not too long ago. Yeah, not too long ago. Uh, Star Fox was pretty cool on it. Oh, I love Star Fox. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think they tried something new here. I think the this was a Rumble Pack or Expandable Memory, right? Uh, yeah, you put a memory card in there or the Rumble Pack. Yeah. Which I need to get some Rumble Packs just for funsies. Yeah, so I mean, I think this is a really neat controller. Uh, you know, just the fact they made a clear controller. I don't know where this started, but that's kind of cool where you can see the internals. Yeah, that was, yeah, that was some later thing. Yeah. Um, at the time, I'm sure it just matched whatever one. And, but, and there's also the yellow ones. They had like the the, uh, the Pokemon um, N64s. Really? Oh, yeah. Like it's a <coughs> yellow N64. It's a Pokemon one. Oh, that's that's kind of cool. Pretty expensive now. Oh, I can imagine. But, you know, for me, and I didn't have an N64 as a kid. I, I kind of passed over that in the PlayStation era. Um, it, I think I still think the controller feels good. I still think it works well. Um, I, I, Yeah, the positioning of the joystick in the middle. Like, I was trying to figure out. I think you saw me trying to figure out a way to put my fingers on all the buttons, but it just it doesn't work. No, no. It, it's And it's not, I mean, I don't know if that would have helped in other things or not. I, I need to go back. I still got to play a lot more N64 games. Yeah. Um, but I like it feels comfortable enough holding it in either way, yeah. I think. And what's nice is it's it's almost ergonomic in the way that the the grip part is, where it kind of bubbles out, your hand fits in there nicely. Um, the triggers seem like they're in a good point. Uh, like even the one on the bottom, like it just it just it feels like someone's like, Okay, set your hand like this. All right, now how let's make a mold of a hand and then make something that just fits into it. Um, now the buttons, I mean these directional yellow ones, I don't know. Yeah, so here's a question for you. So we, you have an original Super NES controller. Yep. And I want to say somebody you talked to has an original NES, right? Yeah. Or a couple people. Uh, did the build quality go down with the N64? Because I know those controllers went bad a lot. The N64 controllers? Yeah. Well, the only thing that, to my knowledge, it went bad is the joystick. Oh, okay. And, and what, what happens is they just get loose. And it's a different type of joystick than like the newer systems okay so that's kind of where my guess is it's just that like you just use it enough and it's it's going to go bad whereas the nes and the you know super nintendo it's up and down buttons and you know a d-pad yeah and, and like so we've kind of talked about it with the with my nes controller 
the right stick, I think it's just on this one. I don't think my other one's the same way, but maybe it is. It, it feels a little loose, but where it actually pushes the button, that part's fine. Um, but yeah, it's, I mean, experimenting, trying to get a good joystick. I don't know. You can actually take, and there's things you can get where I could take this out and replace it with a GameCube joystick. Really? But I, I kind of want to do it. It's only 10 bucks. I kind of want to do it and try it out because I think yep. that'd make the experience better. But I've seen some of the reviews say that it doesn't work as well as you'd hope. Yeah. So, all right. So the N64, you had the PlayStation. Um, we'll kind of go into the next generation here, although I don't know which one came exactly when. So the Xbox came out at some point. Yeah, I think the PlayStation was first, and then there was the, the PlayStation, PlayStation 2, 2 was first. Yeah, and then it was the Xbox and the GameCube. I think we're competing in that same holiday season. Okay, so with me, I have an actual original PlayStation 2 controller. Ooh. I believe this is a PlayStation 2. This actually might have been... Yeah, it's a PlayStation 2 controller. Um, and I'll be honest. PlayStation 2, PlayStation 3, um, besides the fact that the PlayStation 3 is, is wireless, I don't, I don't feel a huge difference. Okay. I mean, the size might be a little bit different. Um, it's still got the same split D-pad. Uh, the triggers are, I mean, the triggers are updated and stuff like that. Um, but for yep. the most part, it feels like this is how a controller should be. This is the proper way to make a controller as far as where where everything goes. Yeah, you know, it's funny. I make that joke. Uh, and I, I'm serious about it to some extent. Like, I yep. prefer it that way. It's, it's what I started with. Um, and we were talking about the Switch earlier. It's going to have the offset. Yeah. And it's going to, it's not going to say it's going to throw me off because I play enough Xbox right now. Yep. But I don't like that. That's not how I want it. I'm sorry you're so wrong, but <laughs> man. Um, but I, the, the PlayStation controllers. I mean, and I, I've never played the the PS4 controller. I've never used one. Okay. Uh, I know it's got that touchpad at the top. I don't think it's used for a whole lot. It's it's a button either. as long as it as as well as a touchpad. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I, okay, so I know you're not as big of a fan. Yeah. But it's not a bad controller. No, I mean, don't get me wrong. So I am an Xbox player, and even if I owned a PlayStation 4, I'd probably get the adapter to use my Xbox One controller on it. Uh, but I have never, like, if I go over to someone's house and they're like, hey, you want to play PlayStation? You know, I can adapt. Uh, I am not, probably not as good or as, you know, like a, if I'm playing Xbox, I don't know if I've ever like, described to you playing Claw. Oh, yeah, you showed me that. Yeah, yeah so you, before I bought an Elite controller, which had the paddles, I used to play Claw so I could revive and shoot at the same time in Destiny, which is kind of an odd way to do it. But, yeah, I mean, you know, this, the PlayStation controller is, you know. Perfect? Well, I'm going to say it doesn't change because they don't feel necessary to, but. But how much is the, how much has the Xbox controller changed? I mean,. Actually, quite a lot. If you look at these, so... If, if you look at the layout of it, not just how stupid bulky the original one was. Well, so uh, we're going to bring this up. So how many buttons did the original Xbox controller have? You remember this? I don't know. I assume the same as the new Xbox controller has. No. It had, what it, it had six buttons. It had A, B, X, Y, black and white. That was the triggers? No, that was... There were buttons... The dude. Oh, yeah. Yeah, right? What was the purpose of those? They turned on your flashlight in Halo. I remember that. <laughs> uh, they, they were not used for a whole lot. Okay, so let me see this for a second. Yeah, of course. I, I, don't, I don't remember something. I'm, I want to I feel something to see. 
Okay. So it has the buttons that push down in the yep. controller. Did the original Xbox, could you push down on the sticks? Yeah, because that was how you zoomed in Halo. That was your... So what... Yeah. They didn't do a whole lot. X, the original Xbox controller, but they didn't have... So X, the, the Duke, I don't remember the one that came after that, the one that was not for Japanese markets. Uh, the original Xbox only had two triggers it didn't have it was the two big triggers yeah right? two big triggers it didn't have the upper buttons like the ones above them yeah which the bumpers yeah the bumpers so with 360 which we so, have here as well yeah i have a now this is a aftermarket 360 controller but i want to say it's built almost exactly the same yeah um okay this is what i'll say about the 360 so we're moving in that direction now um because of the fatness to it it does fit nice yeah um, and I, I'm torn. It okay. depends. If you were playing a game where you need a thumbstick yep. and the buttons, yep. your hands are both in the right place. But if you're playing a dual stick shooter, they're not in the right place. They are. No, but they're, but they're not. Your, your left thumb is extended too much to like, you know, my left thumb never moves. My right thumb can switch, right? I can go from shooting to buttons. Yeah, but you could go. From shooting to buttons. You could go back and forth the other direction yeah, the same. I, I feel like I'm stretched out when I'm playing like that. I don't know, man. On the I, other one. So you know something I realized recently? Lay it on me. And we're, we're going to end up... We're, we're just going to go through Xbox and PlayStation here, and then we'll, we'll go the Nintendo route in a second. Oh, because okay. that's cool, cool, at this cool. point, it's become so different. Because <laughs> the Xbox controller... And I have this. I have the Xbox One controller here Yep. also. And the Xbox One controller... I mean, same basic concept. The buttons are basically in the same place. Um, you got the triggers, you got the bumpers. It's a nice controller. It, I think it looks kind of nice. Uh, I do have one of the older ones, so I don't have the headphone jack. Yep. Um, which I never thought would be something I would care about, but if I was playing this in bed next to the wife, the headphone jack would kind of be nice. Yeah. Um, but, okay. So here's something to take in mind. Uh, so we got the PS3, PS3 controller here. Uh, the which people knock the DualShock Three. Yeah, I I don't understand it personally, but once again, like I said before, like has three to, three frames a second. You know, is, yeah. Is that really what it is? Just the triggers? I think that's part of it. Okay, so here's something I noticed recently. So I'm playing um, Uncharted Three. Yep. Right. And on any so so I'm holding the Xbox controller. Yep. For any Xbox game, you, the triggers, which are the lower buttons, yep, are the ones that you're going to use to shoot. Yes. Okay. They're there. And it makes sense. I mean, they're curved that way and whatever. Yep. On the PlayStation, you use the top ones. That's so weird. Is it? Yes. I mean, but... That just boggles my mind. But it fits. I mean, I don't know. Xbox 4, they might have changed this. Xbox what? PlayStation oh, sorry. PlayStation 4, 4 they might have changed this. Okay. I, I don't know. But it's opposite than it is for the Xbox. Because when I was playing, I would aim... And, and I'd aim with, with L1, I think is what it's called. Yeah. Yep. And then I would shoot with R1. And then like the grenades or something were the L2. I don't think I ever used them. I didn't think I need to. Um, but I don't know. It was weird too, though, because I'm sitting there playing. And I'm, I'm more at, at lately I've played more with the Xbox controller because I don't play my PlayStation 3 very often. Yep. But I was playing with them just going along. And I was really like, this is very different. And I didn't even notice that I was doing something very different. Yeah. It was really strange. Yeah, I, I really, you know, when you talk about the original Xbox, you know, the only reason it really survived was Halo, right? You know, that was, yeah. that was the game. And, you know, it had those big triggers on the, the Duke. And, 
you know, my dad, you know, who was, he was an army guy, uh, you know, the whole time I was growing up, you know, he would play Halo, and he talked about, like, that, like, trigger pull, like, you could prime it, right, like, you could pull it part way back, and that's, like, you know, keeping your finger on the trigger, and then you could, like, you know, yeah, I mean, we call it prime it, and then you, like, shoot, like, you're lining up a shot, they were very, you know, like, tactile, it was a really nice sensation, like, that trigger pull, it wasn't just a button, like, you felt like you were shooting a gun, now, granted, you know, school violence, whatever you want to say, you know, <laughs> you, you put a lot of bad stuff in there, but it did. It feels like, you know, even to this day, when I play Xbox, you know, I have short trigger stops on yeah. that Elite controller. Let's talk about the Elite controller, because okay. that's a whole different thing, too. Cause, I yeah. mean, because so the Xbox controller and the PlayStation controller, they've evolved technologically some. Yeah. Um, their buttons have changed a little bit, but the, for the most part, they're the same shape, the same thing, right? Yeah. Then you get some like the the elite controller, and I don't know if PlayStation has anything like that at all. Like I don't know if they have their own thing. I don't think they make one. Scuff is where I think the people who make the the nice aftermarket controllers with paddles mm. they make a PlayStation version of that. But so you brought over your elite controller. I did, and and I knew it was super expensive, and I'm like, oh, this is a nicer controller, but I never knew why. I, I didn't. I, that was weird. That thing's strange. It is. It's very strange. You could take pieces off and yeah. put them back on. Yeah. What's the advantage? Okay, so you explained to me. You get the paddles on the bottom. Yep. So that takes care of your A, B, X, and Y, right? Yeah. Or, uh, you can map it to anything. Like, uh, so I don't like pushing the left thumbstick. Understandable. To, it's to, kind of a, it's, to sprint. Yeah, it's kind of a pain. Yeah. So I have that mapped to one of those in the back. Just hit my mic. No. Uh, yeah, I have that map to one of the things on the back to a, a paddle so I can, you know, pull that instead yeah. of pressing there. And I mean, you know, you can map pretty much anything to your paddles in the back. You know, it, it runs to an Xbox app, which is the nice ones like the scuffs. They're similar price and they are, they make a very nice paddle controller for Xbox and PlayStation, but you can't reprogram them. Oh, you can only program your, you know, your four buttons to your four paddles and there's like an extra piece you can buy where you can change like which buttons must go where but you can't program like everything so do you use that controller for everything now no i don't actually you know it it's designed really well and it's really heavy and my fingers kind of get tired sometimes like if i'm playing a lot of destiny like if i'm actually like sweating like playing trials or something uh you know it gets kind of tiresome like the paddles and everything is you know like I'm used to playing with just, you know, my thumbs and my uh, trigger fingers. Yeah. So sometimes, like, if I'm really, you know, playing, you know, I'll just pull those paddles out. Oh, okay. Uh, and, you know, if I'm just playing casually. But I don't play it like when I play Overcooked. I use my normal controller if I'm playing, you know. Overcooked is so much fun. Overcooked is a blast. Yeah, or if I'm, you know, Titanfall. Because I keep it in that little zipped up case because I don't want to mess it up too bad. Yeah. But, yeah, no, I mean, you know, the premium product now I think is kind of a nice thing. And, you know, you don't have to have it, and it doesn't really, like, it'll make little things better. It doesn't make your game, like, you know, you aren't all of a sudden going to be, you know, MLG Pro. You're not going to start hitting headshots every time. Yeah. Yeah. It takes a lot more than that to get me there. <laughs> aimbots. That's why Aim- you play on computers. There you go. Yeah, aimbots. Okay. So let's move Let's move through. Let's talk about some, some Nintendo ones. All right. So we talked about N64. What came next? So, Action 64 became one of our favorite controllers. Probably, actually, this might be my favorite controller ever. Uh, so, what I'm talking about here is the GameCube controller. I love and the GameCube. Yeah, the GameCube. Love it's, it. 
it's oh, it's such a good system. It is. It's such a good system. So you have these big triggers, your L and R, um, which are pretty good size. They they kind of fit nicely with your fingers. Um, you do only have the one bumper, which is Z, which is doesn't bother me. No, it doesn't bother me. Um, it's weird though, because when I play with my fight sticks, which is yep. the the uh, they look like GameCube controllers, kind of, but they plug into your Wii remotes. So we use that when I'm playing Smash Brothers a bit. Yep. You have the other one on that. It just throws me off a bit. Um, it's weird though. Like I love the joystick. The joystick's nice. The C stick. It doesn't. It's not good for. And it could just be the games and the design of the games. But for dual stick shooters, it's not great. It 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 feels fine. It just doesn't. I don't know. I think just the games weren't designed as well yeah. for that. Um, it is weird though where your A, B, X, and Y are. Oh yeah. Um, but it works. It works nicely. So I mean, you've held one of those billions of times. Yeah. I'm sure, but I'll hand it over to you. But just the, in general, the controller just feels so nice. Like it just feels nice in your hands. Yeah. One thing you know, I really liked about this controller was so the C sticks were always snappy. Yeah. And the con- like the triggers have a real like you know they have a lot of pull to them. But when you pull them, I mean. You know, yeah. What is that called? Like a, a, just a tactile. Well, there's a thing about it, and, and for some reason, I've, I've heard people talk about how like certain games will not be able to be emulated all that well because controllers don't do that now. Really? Yeah, because you basically have, it's, it's basically like a button that does two buttons, right? Because you can go one distance, and then you can pull it further past that pop, and it's like pushing a second button. Oh. And so um, a good example of one that's used is Mario Sunshine. Because really? if you pull it down before the pop... Yep. Then you run, and your water just sprays wherever you're facing and whenever you're running. Really? If you pull it down past the pop, then you are you become. Sorry, about lost the recording there. Whew. You become stationary, and you, then any movement you do is just moving the water spout. Oh, okay. So yeah, so I've heard that like nothing else does this now, and that can make it hard to bring certain games to like Nintendo systems as, as digital downloads, but I don't know. Yeah. That's neat. Yeah. I always, you know, I play a lot of smash brothers. You know that I know that Yeah, it's my, my favorite game on the GameCube. Uh, but I mean this controller, you know, it was, you know, the ergonomic, you know, it's designed really well. It fits. I mean, when I was a kid, it fit perfectly. Now it fits, you know, perfectly. I don't know. I don't yeah. know how this controller is just so well designed. No, and, and and like it has not been emulated since. No, and you know the people who play like competitive Smash Brothers, like they make like a premium version of this controller that's just like has like better springs where it just doesn't go bad because these joysticks get kind of loose and stuff. But I mean, it's sure. just. I don't know why it just—it always feels so good. It does. It's funny though when I was like, uh, so I'm holding it in my hand. I'm describing like, hey, it feels nice, and if buttons are big, and you're like, it's snappy. It this does it. You like start using all the technical stuff, and I'm like, yep, done. Showing up again. <laughs> done happened again. Um, okay. So following the GameCube was the Wii. Yep. I actually brought in my Wii controllers here. Oh man. So the dongle. It, so you got you got the Wii remote. And you got the, the uh, the nunchuck, which is kind of funny that that's like the official name for it. Yeah. Like, how would they not expect kids to just try to attack people with him? Now, for non motion based games, I really like these controllers. Okay. Because on your left hand, you have your joystick. 
you have two buttons. So in this case, it's the C and the Z, which I don't know why they went that route. Um, but you got two buttons. And so you basically your, your big one. In the other hand, you got your trigger, which is trying to turn my Wii on. Um, and you have your A button. And you have your directional pad for, for certain things, which is good for like... Um, like her Zelda games, you'd be like picking different. You'd, you'd have things set in those, so you'd hit that to change oh, okay. your item quickly. Yep. Um, and I like it. Like it feels good. You don't have to have your hands right next to each other. You can kind of like lay out. Um, whenever I had shoulder surgery, and my shoulder had to be in this machine that just kept moving it back and forth, little by little, more and more. Okay. And I could still play the Wii. Because my arms didn't have to be anywhere near each other. Otherwise, I'd have to be like moving both hands together with this thing. But otherwise, my arm, one arm was just going like this and the other one. And it was fine. And I love it. Now, when you mix in the motion control part of it, I hate it. I don't say I hate it. I just got real tired of it. I don't like having to do it. Okay. Um, I've been playing my way through the Mario Galaxy games. So I, I beat one recently. I am started on two. I need to get more into it before holiday season. But... Um, and the pointing, it works well. Um, you have to shake it to do, I just, I don't want to have to do that stuff. Like, like with the switch coming out, you got the two controllers that can come apart and you can use them apart from each other, which is great. Cause you can just sit there and relax and hold them. But I didn't see a lot that was like motion control required no. minus like games that that was the purpose of that game. Yeah. Once you switch our arms. Yeah. Which, yeah. oh dude, like we're going to play some arms. I know. I hope you're ready. I'm. I'm ready to destroy you. I'm going to get my practice playing online with Dave, and then you're going to come over without practice, and I will hope to win. <laughs> um, so here, I don't know if you want to. Yeah, man. I'll... I don't know what your what your thoughts are. Because, I mean, I know you played the Wii some in my house, but I don't think you played that. You didn't play the Wii that much. Well, you probably played on the boat, didn't you? Well, no. We, my parents bought a Wii. I waited out in line for a Wii. I pre-ordered that thing. Man. Yeah. Smart guy on accident. Somebody had a projector with n64 we played mario kart and i drank coffee that's amazing that, that's the life it, right it's there. a really good story yeah uh it was good times but yeah so i waited online for a week but you know i always thought like i like i guess i like you know gaming with my hands really close so when i you can still do that i know so that's i would hold them like this and then it would tell <laughs> me like do something like throw my arm out and be like that yeah, was always really weird uh but it was i mean for what it is you know for the how popular the Wii was, I was that the controller was kind of like janky. Yeah. It wasn't precise. Like, yeah. You know, one of the things, I guess, you know, in video games is, especially with like higher, I guess, uh, skill levels, is you can get good at it. You know, PlayStation controllers, like eventually, you know, you pick up a controller, you just know where everything's at. Like, sure. I don't have to, you know, look down and be like, oh, there's A with the Wii. It didn't matter, you know. If I was, like, looking at the screen, sometimes I would have to, like, oh, which one is, you know, C and Z. And eventually, you know, with, like, games, I'm sure you'd figure it out. But you could never, you know, sometimes you're, like, your bar wouldn't respond or you just couldn't get. I hate that bar. Yeah, man. That's the one thing, like, if I have to move the Wii U to be able to play a Wii game, I have to take the bar with the cord. Now, they make wireless ones. I actually saw them at the store yesterday. Really? Yeah, they're still selling them. I don't know why. But they make wireless bars. Uh, I don't care. Um, but like the bars are like the stickiness that's what sticks to your TV every time you, when you finally take it off that TV do something else that it never sticks again uh, the bar was pretty worthless yeah but I mean I really I mean you know the Wii for how much people rag on it sold you know crazy amounts 
And it was, you know, when it first came out, you couldn't find like extra nunchucks, none of that. Oh yeah. When, when I, so I pre-ordered it, right. Yep. And I, I maybe pre-ordered one game. Okay. I don't know if it was Metroid or if it was Zelda, whatever it was. And I'm like, okay, well, I'd like to pick up some extra controllers. And they laughed at me. <laughs> I'm like, I don't understand what is the issue. Yeah. They didn't have them. Uh, yeah. Okay. So let's move on to our last controller. It's been quite the long episode. Really? Yeah. Nice. Well, we talked a lot at the beginning with we all did. the other stuff, which is not normal. So we're going to talk about the Wii U. Ooh. Now, this system takes a lot of criticism. It does. And I understand to some extent um, it's not as powerful as the other systems that came out before it, I it think. It doesn't matter to me. Um, it didn't get a lot of the support from third parties for that reason. It doesn't matter to me. Right? I agree. I don't care. Uh, people talk about this gamepad. The battery only lasts so long. It does. And you can get replacement batteries for it um, like that are extended. Or you could just plug it in or just not play for five or six hours straight. That's um, crazy talk. I know. You're right. I know. But, and, and the controller has, it has its issues. Like, it has a camera on there, and the camera's far from perfect. Okay. Right? I've played some games that require it, and it's a little janky. Okay. Um, but I love the way it feels. Like, people say it's heavy. When I play, how do I need to be holding it in the air? No, I rest it on my lap. If I get into a game, I get into a game. But it's not that heavy. I mean, come on. How much, how much, how, how long have you been sitting on a couch that that controller becomes too heavy? I mean, probably a while. No, but I mean, I'm talking like, how many years have you been not moving off a couch and therefore that week that that controller becomes too heavy? Oh, a yeah, long time. Because I, I honestly think I like the way it feels. I think ergonomically it feels well. I like the way the triggers are. Yep. Um, because your hand just fits there. I like that both the joysticks are in one place. Um, although there's not too many dual stick shooters that really matter no. with with this yeah uh you know i think it's neat they they tried this uh i just you know the dual screen concept you know they, they tried it with the ds and it worked really well and the ds is one of the best yeah selling consoles you know of all time i think uh man it just it kind of kills me that a lot of the games required you to have this thing. But I don't think they really did. Did they? I, I Okay, there are a few games that required it, and there's a few games that actually utilized it well. Yep. So, Star Fox requires it. Um, I love Star Fox. I know. People rag on it all the time. <laughs> um, we played Affordable Space Adventures. That we requires did. it. That but but it utilized it amazingly well. Yeah, which is probably one of the few games, but I think a lot of things you were supposed to have it how much does one of these cost um any idea like a hundred bucks maybe man a hundred bucks get it repaired i don't know um but there's still a lot of games you don't I, I don't know there's not too many games uh the lego games you have to have it really yeah you have to have yeah. that controller otherwise the game freezes up those are pretty popular um but outside of that i can't think of too many that require i you know what's really nice so uh, the the idea behind it is better than it itself. Okay. Uh, what's kind of cool is you can actually play Wii games, prop this up. Um, it has like a little stand. Okay. You can prop it up, and this will actually use it works as a sensor bar, and you can use your Wii controller on it, your Wii remote really? on it. I've done it once I, just to see what happened. That's crazy. Um, but I like, like, so personally, like, I, I started playing Mario Kart Online a bit with Dave, um, Sean, a few other people. Okay. 
And when I do that, we want to be able to hang out and talk and whatever. And that's something that Wii U does not do well at all. Like you're all, like playing Mario Kart, your only time you can really talk to other people through the game is between races, and it's real janky. Okay. Uh, but what we'll do is I'll come in here to the studio and put on the headset and stuff. We'll get on Skype and I'll play on the gamepad. Now it's not the best way to play. Yep. But it gives me that option to be away, and the concept of that's great. And that's what a lot of people are like. Okay, the 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 switch is what is what the Wii was trying to do. Like, it's finally, like, doing what the Wii was trying to do. Um, but I don't know. People bash on this controller. I like this controller. Like, I think it's great. Um, I don't always bust it out. Sometimes I'll get out my Pro Controller, which is, like, a, I don't know, third-party off-brand Pro Controller that was cheaper. But yeah. um, overall, it does. I think it just does. I don't know. I like it. Screw you, people that bash this controller. Screw you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't have a real big opinion. The only thing I can say is, you know, I think it'd be a little expensive, like, if you bought it for a kid and something happened to that screen. Well, there's, yeah. But, I mean, the screen is, I mean, the screen itself is, it's, I mean, it's yeah, plastic. I mean, it's not like a nice glass screen. Um, but you can see you replace it. There's, there's a guy, Adam Leonard, who does the, the Mega Dads, and he put out a picture of, like, all his wall of Nintendo and everything else. I'm okay. like, hey. That we, as I sent a message back. I'm like, hey, that Wii U doesn't exactly look plugged into a TV right now. <laughs> And uh, apparently his his controller went bad, and it's oh, gonna wow. cost him like sixty or seventy bucks to get it repaired. And he's just like, I'm not gonna do it. Ooh. So, all right. So we have talked for a while about random controllers. We yeah. don't know if we've done that in an interesting way, but I think our our first two thirds of the conversation was really entertaining, at least to me. Uh, the longest episode we have done to date, I believe, Man. we're at about an hour and forty minutes. It's yeah, than our RPG episode. I, yeah. Oh, with that. Yeah, that one's weird. That was yeah. two part weird. Um. Uh, but thanks for listening. Yeah, Ben, do you have any any final thing you'd like to say before I sign us off here? Uh, man, use what you want. Don't apologize to anyone. I, that that is good. Don't apologize to anyone. Yep. Screw you, haters. But not the TV show. If you ever stumble across a TV show, haters gonna hate or whatever it is on Netflix. Don't watch it. It's terrible. It is terrible. It's like if Napoleon Dynamite was bad. And if you think Napoleon Dynamite is bad forget you too um we're the generational gamers thank you for listening uh you can hit us up at gen game pod on twitter i believe i'm at johnny underscore casino there's no h in the johnny ben is not on twitter because somehow he has not managed to get on there yet yep i was i you had a look on your face i was waiting for you to correct me on that i was gonna be blown away um you can email us at generationalgamerspodcast at gmail.com. I think I've gotten one email from someone on that before ever. Nice. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, besides that, uh, we'll be back in two weeks. Uh, I want to give a big thank you to Entertainment System for our music at the beginning and OC Remix for whatever music I choose to put at the end. I have not decided yet because there's no song out there called Controllers. Um, and yeah, we'll talk to you in a couple weeks. Bye. By the way, cheers. Oh, thanks.